Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Every week, we seek to entertain and inform and uh, basically give you an opportunity to uh, start your day and enjoy your day with um, with some really cool guests who have done amazing things in their lives and are still doing them and uh, doing them by um, observing rules and um, following rules when it makes sense. But I think even more importantly, um, bending the rules and where it's necessary, breaking the rules, and where there's real innovation going on, they're rewriting the rules. And these are people, um, like my current guest today, who have um, kind of seen the future and they're applying what they understand of it to the present, which is really kind of cool. And uh, today's show is, um, you know, I, I, I kind of look at it and think about it as being uh, rewriting the rules of direct response for our digital age. And um, my guest today is, uh, is Thomas Hare. Uh, during the past 17 years, Thomas has been a DR industry opinion leader at the editorial helm of Response Magazine. It's the only independent source of news and information in the de- direct response world. Uh, Thomas is uh, involved in this, and we have uh, worked together uh, pretty closely over the last several years. Um, a four-time Western Publications Association Maggie Award nominee as Editor-in-Chief of Response and a two-time Eddie Award winner as a magazine editor and feature writer, Thomas has also uh, also writes for the CBS-owned 247, actually that's 247sports.com, <laughs> it's the website, uscfootball.com, where he's handled game previews and other opinion pieces on USC Trojan football since 2000. He also operates his own blog, tomrants.com, and we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. And if, you, um, if you'd like, you can follow Tom on Twitter at TH rants and um, so the uh, the context of today's show is um, you know like I had said and and Tom I'll have you uh, have you come in here in just a moment other than if you feel like you need to jump in or want to jump in please do um, I, I I kind of take a look at digital marketing and I I think to myself you know the online world seems to be all-consuming uh, Google is search Amazon dominates retail and it's not just online retail they're you know they're obviously now brick and mortar heck we don't even bother saying dot com for them anymore or for Facebook either um, but you know what there's more to it than that there's offline media radio TV print direct mail yeah I know it sounds kind of uh, antiquated um, which just <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh inside and outwardly. Um, but, you know, that's what today's show is all about, understanding the rules that govern direct response when digital seems to be the direction everyone's moving. It's kind of like digital wants everyone to believe the train is leaving the station, don't get left behind. 
The truth is, and this is a little bit of Peter's rant, um, everyone in digital has to come to grips with how real business is done or they risk getting left in the dust of a depression of their own causing. I guarantee that if you're in business of any kind, you're going to want to stay tuned because this hour is going to be um, extremely entertaining and I think undoubtedly informing. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Peter. What a what a kind introduction. I appreciate it, and uh, excited to talk about the topics at hand. I think uh, I think you're right in in your little mini rant there that that uh, uh, while digital has become massively important, there's uh, definitely a sense that uh, they may be overstepping their bounds as far as what the current reality on the on the retail and marketing landscape actually is. You know, I had a um, I had a, a really interesting dinner with a friend of mine who is um, deeply involved in the rollout of new digital products, and she is um, she is no slouch by any stretch. As a matter of fact, she has been on the digital side of um, video and development for probably the last ten years, and we began talking about. Um, AI, um, artificial intelligence. Sorry, I don't don't want to get caught in jargon. Um, artificial intelligence and um, machine learning and algorithms and the claims that different companies are making along the way. And you know, when we began talking about it, you know, she just she was rolling her eyes, saying, you know, you would not believe the public relations shining that is going on and that, you know, literally, you know, artificial intelligence is, is actually, um, you know, except in a very, very rare few instances is actually not happening, um, at all. And that it's all algorithms and an essence of just accelerated machine learning, but it still doesn't, uh, doesn't output, um, in the manner that artificial intelligence um, is supposed to or is projected to or in some instances, a very few instances, is actually. And so I asked her to talk about that a little bit. And she said, yeah, she said the claims of, you know, being able to parse down data and get, you know, exact um, exact targeting. And I'm, I'm sitting here because I'm thinking, it's like, wow, she's talking my business without even realizing it. And she's saying, it's, you know, it's not nonsense, but it's pretty close to nonsense. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff where they're taking just gobs of data and, and, you know, microprocessing it to get down to, you know, the smallest possible target. And the fact is, and she, and she was the one that said it, she said, it doesn't account for human beings. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that, and, and that's the part of it that, um, that I, that I talk about with you and anyone who will listen <laughs> well you know there are people people uh still make their own choices as hard as that might be to believe um and uh when i say that i'm talking about both consumers and i'm talking about uh media buyers media sellers um uh the the human element in what works and and what might not work in a campaign is still a massive factor um now there are great uh, and interesting uses for what's being called AI right now. Um, and they're, they're happening and they're changing and they're building every day. But the idea that, um, uh, you know, AI is going to somehow overtake 
you know, the world of marketing, let alone the, the let alone other things uh, in the next five years, is is a, a little bit of hoo ha, I guess, <laughs> to, to use the technical <laughs> term. Um, you know, I think I think uh, like I said. You know, I've spoken with with folks in in this business who are using what they call AI, and and in some sense sense has the the you know the look and feel of of what we all think AI means and what it's going to be. And we're not talking about the the Tom Cruise movie, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Way back, but what we think it's going to be. Um, there are facets of it in 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 these programs. I know um, of of one uh, agency. Uh, on actually, interestingly enough, on the radio side, and uh, that is that is contending they're using AI for buying, and and you know what they're doing is very interesting. But I don't know if I'd go myself so far to call it AI. Um, but you know, it's there. It's it's important. It's good. Uh, the P. Uh, the, I think the the PR uh, on on AI is is along the lines of the PR of a lot of different uh, different newfangled things that have come along over the years. Some some that have come come into fruition and become incredible things, and some that have faded away. So, you know, um, my my job, uh, you know, obviously is to try to figure out which PR uh, I'm receiving. You know, I, re- I get. Probably, probably delete 150 emails a day from PR outlets uh, uh, to get to the eight to ten ones that I really want to get into. Um, honestly, <laughs> so it's uh, so to, to, to my job's really to, to figure out what I think is PR and 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 mumbo jumbo and what's actually of value. So um, you know, there's a lot of value out there, but there's a lot more uh, mumbo jumbo. Yeah, it's um, it's actually kind of startling. Um, so. The focus of the show, um, I don't want it to be just the topic yet, um, even though we've kind of we literally just dove into the deep end. Um, I want to back us off into the shallow end a little bit, and um, I want my listeners to get a sense of who you are and um, and a little bit of depth and breadth on that. And um, so I think, you know, what what question comes to my mind is, um, you know, you have this uh, this broad experience uh, that's very journalistic in nature and very factually oriented and yet passionately oriented. And the question that comes to my mind is, um, who have been the biggest influences in your life uh, that have brought you to where you are today? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, you know, I'll, I think I think when you work in an industry and when you work in trade journalism, because, you know, the, the journalist, um, for some uh, reason could be seen as a dirty word. And I think that's, that's a whole other serious, serious topic that could be broached. But, you know, when you work in, in trade journalism, if you, if you work in an industry long enough or uh, whatnot, you become part of that industry and you become, um, you know, uh, uh, it's kind of a mix, you know, I am, I am a journalist and I, and I do cover what we now call performance-based marketing, um, across every single media, uh, from uh, online to off and, and everywhere else. And, um, you know, that's, that's all very true. And it's my job to be discerning and to t- tell the best stories to cover the hard stories when we need to do that, um, so forth and so on. But, uh, I'm also, I consider myself 
at this point, kind of a direct response marketer in a way, yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, performance-based marketer. We, we have to market one, we have to market our products. Uh, it gets harder and harder in, uh, what it had, you know, what the world beast I started in 17 years ago, which was a straight up print magazine, print journalism. And now obviously our website's possibly more important than the print piece, although I'll contend that it's not. I think with a trade publication and with who our readers are, um, going straight digital would probably not work out for us because I think with a trade pub, the people who read you need that reminder that you're still there a lot of the time. Um, yep, you know, they're busy with their they're busy with their everyday jobs, and they need that reminder. But um, you know, so we have to we have to write for uh, print. We have to write for digital, which is much more of a now style of writing, and we have to market that. Um, we also have our our trade show, uh, which is being rebranded this year. For eleven years, we've been Response Expo. And we rebranded it uh, for this coming April in San Diego as the MTC Expo, which stands for Media, Technology, and Commerce, which was, are really the three driving forces now behind the what we see as direct response marketing. Um, technology is playing such a, a more vital role in, in all of this and driving commerce to wherever it happens, whether it's on your phone in your hands, at a desktop, or, again, to get away from all the hype, 90% of the time, at a retail store. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that, and we have to market that. Um, and I know the jargon, I know the, I know the lingo, I know what everything means in this space. It's kind of my job to do that. Um, I receive calls all the time now from people asking me what I think about X, Y, and Z parts of a campaign, because they know I've seen pretty much every campaign in this space in the last 17 years. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing and it's an interesting time to be involved in it. Um, and, and, and I really do enjoy it. Uh, I'll say this, uh, from a writing perspective, and this is going to be really far afield from, um, from what I do, uh, the, the writers who got me, uh, most interested in this, in, in becoming a journalist, one was a TV, uh, reporter from way back named Edward R. Murrow, um, well before the time I was even alive, but I've read yeah. a lot about him, um, uh, watched a lot of his old footage. I was a broadcast major in college. That's why I'm so uh, exposed to him. But the work he did, the, the truth he sought, the way he comported himself um, from World War II all the way through to his, his time, at, uh, his long time at CBS on television um, uh, were definitely uh, things that I that I look to and still, I still look to and then how I, how I do my job. Um, the other one is, is way off to the other side and that's Hunter S Thompson. Um, the writing that Hunter S Thompson did when he worked for Rolling Stone and, and various other outlets in the sixties and seventies and, and even into the eighties. Um, uh, there's no more entertaining style of writing that I've ever read that was journalistic in its base, but also, you know, um, satirical, partially fictional, so forth and so on. But just that <laughs> style, that yep. style, I mean, I, I, no, nothing, nothing has made me laugh, I don't think, in my life as much as Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And, <laughs> and maybe no piece of political coverage slash writing has, has made me think more than uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72, which was kind of his journal of the, covering the 1972 election. So, you know, those, those two, and then I get into my sports side. You mentioned my uscfootball.com stuff. I'm a huge sports fan, and I grew up, um, once I realized I wasn't quite the athlete I thought I might be when I was nine, I grew up, I grew up, 
I grew up listening to Vince Scully and Chick Hearn here in Los Angeles, and sure. and how they did their their thing with the Dodgers and the Lakers, and was lucky to keep listening to Vince Scully all the way through last se- uh, 2016 season. So, um, you know how they went about their business. Um, I was able, lucky enough to to meet both of them while I was in college due to due to um, some sports writing classes and sports journalism classes I had, um, and uh, you know just the way that they work, the hard work they put in. It wasn't just about the voice and the way to describe the game, but the hard work that was put in in preparation, so that when those moments came, where you know everyone remembers their call, they were ready. Um, that's 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 something that's always affected me. You know, it's so good to hear and to get to know um, the influences you have, which takes us actually to our first break and also is a great jumping off point for us to talk about a little bit about um, what you see happening in media, technology and commerce that uh, that drew you to uh, to embark upon uh, upon the rebranding. When we come back in a couple of minutes, we'll start there and uh, bearing in mind the influences you've had from Ed Roar Murrow and Hunter S. Thompson. Back in two minutes, get a cup of coffee, hang out with us, and we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800 300 9124. That's 800-300-9124. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. 
Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Tom Hare from, wow, Response, MTC, um, it's, you know, there's a, there's a massive rebranding that has actually un, been undertaken. And, um, and that's actually the focus of our conversation this hour. So um, as we pulled out of, uh, out of last segment, uh, we promised that we were going to be talking a little bit about um, what you see happening in media, technology, and commerce that drew you to embark upon this branding change. Tell us about that. What do you, what do you see happening? Well, I, I'll say this. I mean, our, our experience um, uh, as Response and, and as Response Expo, and I don't even think I mentioned the DRMA, which is our, our networking alliance. We have about 300 member companies um, in that group uh, for the last 10 years. And, and uh, really, that's about networking and education, among other things. So, uh, But I think what we've seen, our expertise over the years has obviously come began on the TV side, um, we are very linked in with media, uh, media buyers, media sellers, media outlets. Um, that's that's been uh, you know our tightest our tightest link to to this world. Um, obviously, we have you know uh, a great a great feel for the entirety of what makes up a campaign from the front end to the back end. But the media has always been our forte, working with the media, putting media together, finding media for uh, marketers, uh, for creative folks, and and so forth. So that's been our thing for, for a long time. Right. Um, but we obviously go to a lot of, of peripheral events in the, in the world, the e-tail shows, the IRCs, um, uh, these shows that, uh, that are really about the digital world, the digital commerce, everything digital in nature. And over the last couple of years, we've really seen um, and talk to a lot of people there and the technology factor is there and the end commerce factor is there, you know, getting that sale, um, getting everything done to close that sale, understanding the data about that sale, all of that is at those events. What they're completely missing is the media facet of it, which is where our forte is. And for years, we've been asked by folks in, in our in our neck of the woods, how do we get linked up? How do we get how do we get um, in front of and really and really um, connect with the, the technology and the and the uh, the end commerce of the side of this? So that's really the goal with what we're trying to do. Um, we see this industry going forward. You know, the, the old school direct response television industry there's there's still a number of key players there who are going to continue to have success but if you look at what we've covered in the last three five years um you know we're covering the met lives of the world the prudentials the these these huge marketers that are now using facets of what was known as direct response throughout every media on their campaign so how can we connect 
um, these worlds. Uh, we, we believe that direct response and the tenets of direct response and the technology of direct response television originally are, were the jumping off point for what now is di- seen as digital technology and digital media and so forth. The ideas of measurement, the ideas of, of capitalizing on data, the ideas of remarketing to your consumer. All of these things began um, when TV uh, and, and TV still is the main, the main loci of, of marketing, but when TV was the only uh, center of, of, of mass marketing. So, um, and we're, we're about trying to make sure that, that our people who have been constituents of ours for a long time remain at the front of the game and remain a, a big part of what the future of this game is. And that's, that's, that's where the tech and the commerce sides come in. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, 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 I hear so much truth in what you're saying. And, you know, as I go through this and I hear you talking about uh, the different uh, the different stages and processes, and I got to believe that there is um, there's an accumulation effect of um, interactions that you've had with so many different people. Do you remember and and maybe I mean, actually, you probably do. Where were you when you first realized that this shift was taking place and uh, and that you had the aha moment of needing to do and go through this rebranding. I would say actually it was probably um, it's probably at the at the Etail show in Palm Springs, not in not this past February uh, 2017, but 2016. Um, at that point, um, I it's 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 easy for me in an editorial role to get uh, meetings and get in front of. Uh, marketers and retailers who might be interested in being on the cover of a magazine. <laughs> it's, no way. Yes. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> so, sometimes it's not as easy as you think. You have you have marketers who are doing great things and they want to keep it quiet. Um, but sure. But generally speaking, when you when when I go to a trade show that's not our trade show that or that's peripheral to our industry, where I really have the time, the ability, I scan the I scan the roster of speakers which generally are those marketers or retailers and locate the ones that have the most interesting stories to me and what I think would be most interesting stories to our readers um, and our, our attendees of our show would be and try to get in front of them. And at the 2016 e-tail event in, in Palm Springs, that was like in February of 2016, uh, it was even easier for me to get meetings because a lot of the folks who were in that digital space at the time yeah. um, were seeing the fact that they were maxing out on scale just using digital. There was no, they, they thought there was no way for them to get more scale unless they went to the, the dark side, what they thought <laughs> was the dark side, which is television advertising. One, they oh, thought no. it was too expensive. Two, they didn't, they didn't think they were going to get the metrics they wanted, so forth and so on. But they wanted to meet with me because they knew what we were about and where we were from and that we were covering we were already covering their their types of campaigns anyway, whether they were on TV already or not. So, you know, I had probably a good half a dozen meetings over two days with some really, really big marketers um, that turned into eventual cover stories and speakers at the show. Um, and it and it struck me that these guys were really they were they were seeking information about our uh, the, the television side, the offline side, television, radio, everything right. else, and how they could use those things to scale up. And one of the interesting things, considering where, where you know what area you've worked in for so long, Peter, is I've found a lot of these guys they start by testing with radio. Yep. If they decide to cross that line, 
because it's lower cost. It's a little bit more up their alley from the data perspective to start with. Um, they don't feel like they're just throwing millions of dollars away just at, and hoping it works. Um, it just works better for them. And then that, once that works, they eventually get into television. So that was when, I mean, that was when it was like, look, these guys are, these guys are more interested in us than some of the people that I've worked with for years are interested in them. And that makes no sense. Like if you're, if, I know. if you're, if you're someone who works in our industry and in a major international cosmetics brand that's done everything digitally in the U S now wants to get into television in the U S why do you not want to be in front of that marketer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. You know, I can tell you the one thing that I've experienced in going to some of the different, um, uh, more digitally oriented trade shows, is, um, and we get clients from these shows because their single largest complaint isn't necessarily scale, but it's quality from the scale. And yeah, I was having lunch with a, with a gentleman yesterday, um, you know, in the, in the digital space. And, you know, he actually becomes, he's a champion of our agency um, and, um, and, you know, completely unrelated business, but he brings us an enormous amount of business because, you know, the people that he's um, serving in the digital space are in a constant state of needing more qualified people responding. And he says, look, if you want quality response, start in radio, build the brand, and move to TV. And here's how you do it. And he introduces us, and we take it from there. And without fail, the very first reaction that we get when we tell them what they should expect to pay per lead is, I mean, it's like they faint dead away because they've been paying, you know, a buck. And I'm not talking about a hundred in terms of a buck. I'm talking about literally a dollar fifty, a dollar seventeen, you know, some absurdly cheap. And it's funny because sitting in a meeting where this gentleman is making a recommendation, he turns to the client and says, There's a reason you're paying a buck fifty a lead, and that's because the quality sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, Wow, I've got somebody. I've got somebody on the inside telling a client who is, you know, thinking about moving to offline media, and the guy is doing all of the sales for me. And then he begins talking about the success stories that he's had, where they're paying seventeen, eighteen, twenty-six dollars a lead, and the guy's eyes are bugging out of his head. He's like, "But how do you make that work?" And and the guy. Um, his name is Dennis, turns to the client, uh, the prospect, and basically says, because the conversion rates are better than 26%. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and we have case study after case study, you know, demonstrating it. And we win all kinds of business from that because right. we offer scale and intention and that is that is such a huge component that I think a lot in digital, because their experience is um, dealing with a huge lack of intention on the consumers, the respondents part. Um, it's an awakening for them that that blows them away. Yep. Yep. I mean, look between ad, between ad fraud and ad blockers. Oh. I mean, I mean, that, we're not even talking about like actual good, good ads that just still don't drive right. um, the kind of response. But between ad fraud and ad blockers, you know, half your, half your, half your traffic's gone already. I mean, that and half is a possibly a, a conservative estimate. So yeah. 
you know, people hear radio, people still see TV. Um, it, you know, it, obviously though those things are changing and how those things change is going to be crucial to our future and how we react to those changes. But, but the idea that, you know, I, I mean, a dollar fifty. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Exactly. Exactly. Tom, we are, we're about to bump up to a, uh, another break here. Do me a favor. Before we head into that break, um, tell everyone where they can find you um, and some of the places that you write, some of the places that you rant, um, yep. which are actually the same thing. So let us know about that. <laughs> well, I don't rant all the time, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I might be able to convince my wife of that. Um, uh, so you can find us at responsemagazine.com. You can find us at mtcshow.com. You can find us at thedrma.com. All of those new websites are, are refreshed and new, new look and feel in the last two months. And, I can tell you, I, I feel every second of that, uh, that work, getting that done. Um, uh, you can find me also writing at uscfootball.com. Uh, I'll be uh, writing uh, my last piece of the year here about the upcoming Cotton Bowl between USC and Ohio State shortly. Um, yeah. You can find me at TH Rants on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at TH Rants on Instagram. And uh, I think that's it for now. Excellent. Oh, Tom, and Tom Rants is the blog. Tom Rance is the blog. Awesome. <laughs> Listen, when we uh, when we come back in two minutes, we're going to talk a little bit more about the timing of the branding transition and how you see it proceeding. Um, and not just the completion of it, but more about um, the impact you expect it to have and that and the time frame that you project in that. We'll be back in two minutes. Stick around. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest today, Tom Hare from the DRMA, Response Magazine, the MTC Expo. And um, Tom is sharing with us uh, the evolution of the brand and uh, the refreshment of uh, all of the things associated with Response and DRMA and the MTC, which actually used to be Response Expo. And before the break, um, we were uh, we were talking a little bit about the timing of the rollout. And um, and my question, as I um, you know, as as we as we left there uh, to go into the break, uh, is so you know, in terms of completion of the rebranding, I know that uh, uh, that you know it's it's pretty much done but uh for you know for the things that remain and then the impact and the projection on how that is going to proceed give us some insight on that yeah um well we we started off by announcing uh the change of response expo as mtc expo in late summer uh or i think early september um the event's actually April 24th through 26th at the Hilton San Diego Bayfront uh, next year. Uh, it's our, our same location that we've been at for uh, 10 years now. And, you know, the, the, the idea is like, I th- the idea is to really have the final, the final step in the, the rebrand uh, be that event, the culmination um, with who our speakers are, what our event looks like. Uh, making some minor shifts to how that event rolls out. Um, you know, we we're, we've become pretty famous across our industry for the networking events that we have at that, um, with six parties and and so forth. Uh, the education has been really well respected. We only have speakers, retailers, and um, K, uh, uh, media media outlet executives as our speakers for the most part, um, and 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 that's that's really grown our respect. So. I think that's that's going to be the true endpoint. Uh, shortly after we announced MTC Expo, we launched our new Response Magazine website, new look and feel, color scheme, everything. Apparently, we felt with Response and the DRMA, we needed a third complete brand when we created MTC. I don't I, so, uh, but, but I'll say the reason we kept Response as the name of the magazine is that that magazine is now in its 26th year of publication. It's really the flagship of what we do. And uh, we didn't feel like that now is the time to change the name and, and the full speed of what response is. Um, as a matter of fact, over the last, I'd say, six months in dealing, again, uh, when talking about the, visiting these digital shows and so forth and so on, the term direct response, which had become kind of a negative buzzword for a number of years, is actually making a comeback in those digital circles. Absolutely. So, so yep. many folks from the digital side... Uh, saying what they do is direct response, not 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 talking about offline advertising, offline marketing and media. What they do online is now um, having some sort of direct response terminology renaissance of sorts. So I think keeping the name response was a, a, a that was a factor in that. Um, uh, um, and then having response become the magazine for media, technology and commerce was our bow to say, OK, look. Media, technology, and commerce, that's our thing. That's why the show is MTC Expo. 
so forth and so on. So, you know, um, it's, it's always a work in progress. Uh, we had our first real networking event uh, in New York in December under the new, the new look feel and, and branding. Um, it was a tremendous success. Uh, more than 500 people attended. It was, it was just a fantastic event. Wow, and, that, um, that's huge. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, Peter, you've been to that. You've been to that event before. I have. Um, and uh, we switched locations this time. Uh, moved it down to a, a club in the West Village. I had more than one guy come up to me and go, "How did you get this place? This is the spot in New York City right now." I said, "Well, they were just willing to work with us, man." Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want. It was. It, it was. And it's true. They were willing to work with us. They had a. They had a Tuesday evening open, and we took it. So. Um, but yeah, um, I think there's a lot of excitement and buzz about what we're trying to accomplish. Um, people from our core business really respect the effort we're making to try to, to, to continue to grow the business, to not get stuck in this kind of woe is me, uh, DR is dying attitude because DR is not dying, that there's, a, there's opportunity out there for all of us. You just got to keep digging and, and looking and stand, stand up and say, hey, we're here too and 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 we're a factor, and TV, digital, we all work together. Um, yep. That's what our stories are all about in the magazine. I'm actually in the midst of working on a cover story right now where TV is about as small a factor as you can have in a campaign. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. So it's really more about telling people over and over and over, this is what we've been doing. This is what we're going to keep doing. Come along with us. I think it was the the... the the, uh, the, the rule of branding, um, tell them what you're going to do, do it, tell them what, tell you, them what you did. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of what we're doing. I think that's, you know, it, you hit the nail on the head. So, um, you brought up response magazine and I got to tell a story to you and I, and I have a question associated with it because, um, I know it's a trade magazine, but I always pass every issue onto my wife and a couple of my friends who are not in the business. And actually, um, I don't talk a whole lot about my business with these folks. They just get a kick out of reading it because they, they know I'm in, in advertising. I don't tell them that I'm in DR. Um, and I'm not sure that they would understand the difference because they probably think that, you know, all advertising is meant to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, they really enjoy the magazine because it gives them um, insider information. They love being kind of in the know. And so my question to you is, um, what's, you know, what's going to change? And um, how, is the, uh, how is the everyday person who, you know, you know, gosh, I mean, it hits me and then it probably goes to six other people. How is, how is the content of the magazine going to change uh, from, from every perspective you see it? Um, you know, what, what's going to, I think the biggest change just right off the bat is uh, the focus of our main feature story uh, behind the cover story. Our cover stories aren't going to change. Our cover stories have been in this mode for uh, seven years at least. I, I, I can tell you that because I, I uh, in part of doing the, the new website, had to go back and create an archive of, of our last seven years worth of issues. And that refreshed my memory on all these stories we've written. And we've been writing about big marketers doing multi-channel, omni-channel campaigns for at least seven years. I can report with very distinct uh, clarity. But what's really the first thing that's going to change is that that second feature story, the one behind the cover, we've been uh, doing 
uh, we've we've covered twelve specific vertical markets, one per month every year for I think going back to two thousand five. So. Uh, verticals think uh, consumer electronics, automotive, travel, housewares, so forth and so on. So we've, that's that's always been the second feature, or at least for the last twelve years, has been has been something uh, along those lines. That's changing. We're still going to cover verticals. I have about a half dozen verticals, the top verticals we see in the space, um, that are going to get some feature story coverage throughout the year. But that second story now is going to rotate between amongst, not between, because there's more than two, amongst uh, a media feature, a technology feature, and a commerce feature. So each quarter, our readers will get a, a feature that focuses on the media end of things, a feature that focuses on the tech end of things, and a feature that focuses on the commerce end of things. And we're going to be hitting the hottest topics going at that time with those features. So that's that's number one. We're really going to sharpen our focus on those things. You know, what are the hot, hottest topics? You know, AI is probably going to get covered even if you and I don't think it's necessarily where it needs to be because everybody's talking about it. Now, our, sure. goal, our goal will be to cover it and say, okay, this is the buzz, but what's the reality? Um, Excellent. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's always our goal. So, uh, so that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, our news coverage uh, within the print magazine, our news coverage has shifted over the last five to seven years as the power of our e-newsletters has uh, has has come stronger. Um, you know, it's there's no there's no need to cover. You can't in a monthly magazine. You can't cover news as if it happened yesterday. So right. our news our news section will continue to become much more about analysis, research, um, those types of things, those types of stories. Um, you know, and then our feature our, our column well, um, which which you take part in uh, regularly. Uh, Peter is a Peter's a regular columnist for Response, and his his views are always thoughtful and refreshing. Um, our column well is going to continue along the same lines it's been, but we're looking to drive more of the tech and commerce end to it uh, as well. Um, get a little bit more forward thinking there, a little bit more forward leaning there. Um, uh, you know, but, and then of course, as the writer and the editor, um, my favorite slash least favorite page in the magazine, but wait, there's more. Our, <laughs> our, our photo page, um, uh, right. our page of photos from events will remain part of the magazine because people adore it. You know, I know more than one person who immediately flips to the back of the magazine to see if they're in it or if anyone they know is in it. Um, and I'm like, hey, dude, I wrote 60 pages of content for you this month. <laughs> people love pictures. So, there you have it. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's terrific. Um, we're going to head into a break in just a moment. Um, I want to take an opportunity for my listeners, because every once in a while I try to do this in the show, um, is uh, share with them uh, a little bit about where they can find my writing. And Tom had alluded to the fact that I, uh, that I write a column uh, in, uh, in response magazine, um, every, uh, every now and then a few times in the year. Um, but elsewise you can find me, I, um, I have a blog my own and that's found at hpowermarketing.com forward slash blog. So creative. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's, uh, that's something that I would love to have you look at and I welcome comments of any ilk. And you know what? I, I post comments when they come in. Um, as long as they are not, uh, they're not too rude or unsavory. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with criticism and, uh, and it's all good. Um, you come back with us in two minutes because we'll still be here and we have more to talk about, about direct response, media, technology, and commerce. 
Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein, my host. uh, (laughs) I'm the host, my guest. (laughs) I'm taking over. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I'm good. We can just roll with it. I'm... (laughs) I love the human element. You know what? There's, I think, once a show, I managed to do something that is just, you know, so extemporaneous because it's so stupid and so funny. And it's the real me because that's me. (laughs) My guest is Tom Hare with uh, Response Magazine, the Direct Response Marketing Association, the MTC Expo. And and Tom was talking to us about um, some of the shifts that are happening in Response Magazine. Magazine, which is you know not um, not the be all and end all of everything uh, that he does. Um, it just happens to be one of the most forward facing um, elements of uh, of what he does. Um, the interest that I have, Tom, when I take a look at shifts in branding and in um, integration of new componentry, um, and it's the direct response marketer in me, is I want to know how you're going to measure your success or how you're going to define or measure success of this rather significant and sweeping change and initiative. You know, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're, there's pretty clear numbers that, that, that 
um, our publisher John Yarrington has has to look at um, as far as uh, finances. Uh, that's so that's one. Um, uh, but from my perspective, um, if I look at the three aspects of what we do, um, first response magazine, it's about um, new readers. Uh, who do we who who can we onboard as new readers with this? How do we refresh our readership? Uh, so forth and so on. And then with among that readership, particularly online where we can measure site visits and length of stay and what they're reading. Um, it's, it's, it's expansion of expansion of site visits, longer stays, uh, reading, reading more of the things that we put out into the world, so forth and so on with the DRMA, with our networking Alliance, it's about new members, um, new members from new, new, uh, new sides of the business. The idea that um, you know, we've been around to 300 members for for quite some time. Can we grow that to 350? And then if we do that, can we grow that to 400? And that's 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 really a goal for us there. And then at Response Expo, it's about attendance. Um, attendance uh, is is always, of course, the biggest deal at uh, at any event. Uh, we we um, have to keep our exhibitors happy, have to keep the sponsors happy. Um, and how do we do that? We drive more attendees, um, one from marketers themselves. So there's more uh, context there for them to, to possibly network and get new business from. And two, to drive new um, and different service providers uh, from the marketing world there so that the marketers who do visit us come back because they know they're going to find lots and lots of different uh, services available to them there that they might be looking to acquire. So, um, you know, the, there's, the, there's, those are the three goals, more better attendees, more better and more attentive readers and more members of the DRMA. Gotcha. That's uh, that's, you know, some, some great specificity. <laughs> um, and I think that that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's very, it's very much, it's very much what we're, what we're about is expanding. We want we want the the industry to always feel as if it's expanding, and that's that that there's there's always new opportunity there, um, and to be a leader in, in creating and driving that new opportunity. I think that that's I mean that's that's so important. Um, so and if by the way, if you hear a uh, a chirping or or a kind of a growling or something in the background. Um, I have my dog in the studio with me today. <laughs> more, more humanity brought to uh, brought to the radio show live. <laughs> have um, you know? So the so the this um, this rebranding has been going on for several months, mm-hmm. and um, actually many months. And um, I'm interested to hear if you've had any kind of pushback from from anybody in the industry, and um, or if you've had people who have been like, "Wow, this." is so on point talk a little bit about that the uh, yeah the, the the feedback i mean look there's always going to be naysayers um there's always going to be the guy who's like oh why even try to do that oh i don't even like things are things are down like they they're down and they want to drag you down with them and and then and so forth but the vast majority that's one person for every 20 people who come to us and say this is great. This is what we need. We need something refreshing and new. And this is from the from our long-standing sector of business, the folks that we've served for a long time. We need something new and fresh. We need new blood. We need new attendees. We need 
we need um, a different focus. We need this, that, and the other. And what we're what we're trying to do um, is seen as very much of a leadership type move to try to drive the industry forward. From the folks that we're reaching out to to try to bring in as new readers, new attendees, so forth and so on. There's a lot of intrigue and a lot of interest from them because, you know, they've never really seen a place where they can, uh, if we're talking about digital and tech guys where they can feel comfortable coming into a side where people are comfortable talking about TV and radio as, as not just possible aspects of a campaign, but f uh, definitely fruitful aspects of a campaign. So it's trying to create a, a space that's comfortable for them and that we've seen a lot of, of positive feedback on that. So generally speaking, the feedback's been great. Um, like I said, there's always, there's always a couple folks who are kind of down in the mouth uh, about things but, um, you know, when the vast majority of folks is, is positive, it, it keeps you going, it keeps you grinding away and, and trying to do the, be the best thing possible. That's really heartening to hear. I mean, when you talk about a ratio of one to 20 or 20 to one, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's that's a significant um, indication of acceptance and embracing mm -hmm. of this shift. And, um, you know, I know that you and I spoke about it several months ago already. And uh, it was it was one of these things where I remember thinking it's like, you know what, this is this is so necessary for uh, for both offline and online to not only coexist, but for both of them to flourish because there are elements of each that can be, you know, so beneficial to the other. And, you know, it's, it's one of these situations where I think that you could take a look at this and go, you know what, one and one equals three. Mm -hmm. there's, a there, there's a bridge that needed to be built between those two sides. Ex um, exactly. There's a lot of staring across a chasm at each other uh, and, wondering, uh, I don't know about them. Um, there's a, you know, it reminds me going back and I'll try to keep this brief cause I know we're getting tight here, but, yeah. um, it reminds me of 12 years ago, 15 years ago when I was first in the industry and we were very much direct response magazine and very much about the direct response marketer and how the DR marketers and the retailers did not want to coexist with each other. Like the DR marketers like, well, if I put my stuff in retail, then my, my, uh, my direct sales go down. The retailers like, well, we don't want that. We don't want that stuff cluttering our shelves, blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> um, yep. and there was a lot of, a lot of negative. And then it took, it took a group, um, a group of marketers, a group of retailers. And, uh, we play, we'll feel, we feel we played a small role in, in talking, continuing that conversation. And now those as seen on TV shelves and, and, and retailers have turned into the not, biggest, the biggest, but also, those products are getting off those as seen on TV shelves and into inline shelves with, with other products. Yep. Um, and that, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a similar situation to that. There's no need to be as leery as we are of each other. We can, we can really reach across, build a bridge, shake hands in the middle and, and work together. And that's and kind, of, that's that kind time, of our role. We are, we are sadly, we are out of time. My engineer is jumping up and down, waving at me saying, Hey, come on. <laughs> Actually, he's not. He's really, he's really kind. It's sending uh, a dog barking. 
<laughs> Tried that. It didn't work. Now, <laughs> Tom, it has been such a pleasure having you on the air. And we're going to do this again because I think there's so much more to talk about. Um, and I will let my listeners know ahead of time so that they can expect and set their appointments to tune in with us again. You've been listening to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week has been Thomas Hare from the DRMA Response Magazine and the MTC Expo. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day, and I'll talk with you soon. Thank you for tuning in to Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.